Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, good morning, amigo. Good morning, amigo. Good morning, high school graduate, grown-up girl. <laughs> I'm going to get, we're going to call her at 10 o'clock. So it's funny, by the way, good morning, amigo, right here. Back live on good, uh, let me say good morning, amigo, again. On Slam Radio Series X at 145. Been a long few weeks, bro. This is actually going to be the first day we settle in in hum mode uh, and have been settling in today on the show. Good morning uh, to all again. It's funny because I had a conversation with Amanda yesterday, or I guess it was two days ago, right after the graduation. The graduation was a resounding success. Uh, Slam's a top-notch place. It was amazing. It's a top-notch place. So graduations, I usually kind of like zone out because it's kind of boring. I was legit intrigued and focused the entire two-hour ceremony. So had I placed a bet back in January, at which ceremony will you cry more at? The one, the graduation last year or this year's? Vegas would have had that last year winning, would have had the odds at 37 to 1. Because everybody would have thought that this year, we worked so damn much <laughs> during. The, we were with with True Pixel. God bless True Pixel. God bless them. Wow, you want to you want to define the word goat? I need your help. Where are we putting the logo? We're really doing it, and we are. It's official. I'm naming the studio the True Pixel Studios. I had Renee's um, endorsement on that a long time ago. So, so they're getting me a sticker also. I'm trying to figure out where to do it. I thought about putting it on the glass, but it doesn't look good on I the other side. I don't want it on the glass. They asked me to put one on my laptop. I will absolutely do so. They're yeah. going to give me a little one. But we're putting one, like a big banner type, and we want to find somewhere here because this is, we're calling, we're calling this uh, True Pixel Studios inside the 3000. That's exactly it. We're going to create a, a geofence madness so that when you go on, uh, on Instagram, it comes up and everything. That's... A decision I made over the weekend. They were excited during the senior video that uh, Slam Radio kept on being shown. He's like, oh, look, my work made the video. That's actually the I didn't cry last year because I didn't have a connection with that class the way I did with this year's class. Um, I didn't necessarily cry, but I did get tear-eyed during the senior I video. I cried. And during the senior video, I, I, I think I cried partially because I kind of felt like finally I felt part of the school. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I cried two students. I took a deep breath with one, and I raucously applauded two others. And I have no shame. Everybody else obviously got the, the applause. I was so happy to see everybody. I could just sit here and name names. It's no, our listeners don't know who they are. But seeing all of our seniors one last time, yes, it was bittersweet, but nothing warmed my heart more to be involved in that moment and to be able to at least address them from afar because we were all social distancing with masks. It was amazing how we adhered to that. Um, but obviously my daughter, and then right after my daughter, our boy Ricky Bobby got his. So those two moments being back to back, and they're just, they're best buds, um, that really got me crying for a while. Ariana Fernandez filled me with pride. Um... She has asked me to be her godfather. I have never in my life been 
given more of a, a I mean, obviously my kids. And more, I'm the godmother of her son. Yeah, I know. Maybe I can be the godmother of Ariana's future son too. But <laughs> right now, Ariana asked me to be <laughs> her godfather. Literally, she asked me to be her godfather. And I'm the godmother of her son. Right. She, went, <laughs> she went with the mister, and I said, I'm sorry, I don't know who you're talking oh, to man. with the mister. And she started laughing. And we were trolling Aaliyah, too, with that. Yeah, for three years, Ariana called me mister. And uh, I said, I don't, know who you're, I don't know who you're talking to. This is Larry, Milian. I don't know what you want to. Hey, you. Hey, you works better than mister. You know, I said, you can, whatever you want. She goes, can I call you padrino? Oh, my God. You know how I get. So we're having her over. We're like, we're going to actually mini celebrate it for me. I, I take that very mm -hmm. to heart when you do something like that. And I've stood godfather to, to a few proudly. My boy, Benjamin, who turns six coming days. We're wow. A little parade for him. I can't wait. According to your brother-in-law, Addison's future husband. Well, his mouth to God's ears. <laughs> <laughs> He'll keep the little boy out of trouble. He's a smart as a whip, that kid. You know, we are planning over the summer to somehow do something on the phone mm. to talk sports with him. I want you to marvel at the six-year-old talking sports. Okay. It's fun. Okay. It's fun. Cool. It's fun. So we're trying to arrange that. I don't want to overwhelm him. Because remember, sometimes these six-year-olds are in a mood. Mm -hmm. So you got to get him at the right time. And I don't know if morning. We're going to work on it. We're okay. trying to do something so he can make his radio debut. Funny. <laughs> He's a whip. I'm very proud of my god kids. Well, his, his father is very intricate with sports. Like we've had some very coach. smart conversations. Football coach. Like one of the smartest conversations sports-wise has happened with you and with him. Well, like I said, being a football coach, being around the game, the X's and O's, there's a lot of times I go to him and go, "All right, bro, tell me what's up here." And and remember, Octavio, my brother-in-law, refereed the game on a high school level and coached the game on a high school level, which is interesting. He also played the game at a high school level. So when you have all three angles, those are the only three angles. The only thing he hasn't done is called play-by-play. That's the only thing I've done. I didn't know he was a field. football coach. Makes sense why him and Danny kind of yeah. were on the they same. They both coached on pace. They both coached at pace. And he, for years, coached Pop Warner. He used to referee my leagues. He was my head of the, uh, director of referees for years and flag. But we used to go to a pool of high school officials to do that. And the reason we were able to do that is because for like five years, he was a high school official as well. So, yeah, the kid has a lot to grab from. But back to Ariana. So she asked me, I'm honored. So obviously that one was filled with pride. I didn't know at the time that that was going to be bestowed this honor. And then the two raucous stand on a chair and go bananas was Aaliyah and CV. And I think that has a lot to do with the fact they're both staying in town at FIU. Um, they are my daughter's, two of my very, her very closest friends. And there are people that I know that unlike the rest of the group, I'm going to see all the time. That's not just conversation. That's our worlds are intertwined for so many reasons. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I saw CV Friday, I saw CV Saturday, I saw CV Sunday as well as Aaliyah. These are people that are part of my life on another level that's outside of Slam. So that was just a celebration. There was no sadness to that. Uh, that's cool that all three of them will be going to the same school. Yeah. No, I just, you don't understand. I'm just tickled pink about that. Um, the one that has me a little bit down is when I learned that when Ricky comes back from basic, he's going to be given orders and probably be out of Miami for four years. Oh, man, that sucks. So we need to get this pig roast done ASAP. Well, we're doing the pig roast kind of also with the inspiration of it being a send off for him. Uh, and he might even join us. We're, we're trying to move up the family annual Naples trip mm -hmm. so that he can attend before he goes to basic. 
So I have to get on the ball. Like as of yesterday, I was told to get on the ball with that. So those are bonds that, you know what I'm saying? Next year's gonna be cool. I can't wait to deal with with our Nicole's and our Sabrina's and our Idania's and our Alicia's and our Catherine's and our Eileen's and our Mario's and our Anthony's and our Gerald's. Like I can't wait. Our Nasar's. Nasar I gotta get him back on the ball. Yeah. Great broadcaster. Um I'm so excited about all of that. But the last few days here have been have been touching to say the least. But they're done now. And now we move forward, Frank. Basketball will start in six weeks and a half weeks or so, right? Seven weeks, it's really what it is. It is. So you add twenty two to thirty one, it's it's fifty three days. It's still so far away. Fifty three days is 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 more than seven weeks away, actually. Seven and a half weeks away. No way to slice it, brother, but we'll see the activity. There will actually be some preseason games. Preseason games? They said they're going to have some exhibition games. Wow, okay. In the warm-up. I think they each will play three games that don't count. Okay. Which is weird to me, but I guess... They're trying to get them back into the basketball shape, and I guess I understand because then... There was enough time that you could say it's like between seasons. Right, and they're giving each other they're giving each other that game feel or whatever, and it, it, it would suck to put one of these teams that are really in the bubble trying to fight for one of these playoff spots, and all of a sudden it takes them six games to get it under their belt. So at least they're giving them three games, and if it takes you three games, that's on you. Three more games. I now understand what they're trying to do. And... Remember when I finally, the light turned on and I realized what was going on? I was confused about 22 teams. Yeah. I, either I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention to what they were saying. Mm -hmm. I remember everything was proposed. This was proposed. That was proposed. And, and the proposing never gave you the solid, what are we doing here? I know what baseball is doing. Nothing. They're a bunch of ass wipes. They are coming off as greedy. Have you started seeing the rhetoric on, uh, on social media and in the media? Which rhetoric? The rhetoric that has baseball as a selfish entity because these players can't agree to play. Oh, yeah, I've been seeing that for, for a this while. This is bad. Now. This it's is very a bad. really bad and It's look. getting worse and worse. They look really bad. I had a conversation on Friday night with a, with a former baseball player um, that is in the school. We see him all the time. Bisons. Bisons. And he even admitted it. He's like, we, well, not we, but they look like little Awful. girls. Awful. They look like they're little selfish girls. Awful. How bad? And I'm going to tell you something. Here's the, the, everything is a pendulum in life, right? There's going to be no more Bryce Harpers. And if they, everything's supply and demand. I don't give a rat's ass what contracts you have. If, if it's not worthwhile, something happens, something changes. Mm -hmm. And the economy of that game will change if you can't get over the fact that this is one of those times that you got to not look at that. How is, I, I'm a little confused. Like, I have, I, I'm a little afraid of it because I have a feeling that this could possibly maybe, I don't know, I mean, I don't know the, the, um, the legal side of it of what players can or what players can't do, but I have a feeling that if they don't play this season, this may lead on to some sort of a strike. Well, they've been talking about some stuff there that's a little uncomfortable. And there's already been talks of a strike before the season ended also. Like, in 2021, I believe it was supposed to come down. I don't know if they ever signed the player agreement or or a collective bargaining agreement, whatever they have to do in order to in order to make that work out. But this is a little scary because if they don't make it work this year, what what's what's to say that everything's going to be in place to figure it out for next year? It bothers me, Frank. It really bothers me. It's annoying to me, and we talked about this a few weeks ago. I said they need to get off the schneid. This is not 
This is not acceptable, bro. It's not acceptable. This is not acceptable. It's not acceptable. They're, they've been trying to go back and forth to find a way to get paid. They're not going to be able to get paid. If the Gosh, owners aren't making money, this is a bad demand from the players. Bite the bullet. Nobody's making money right now. They're asking you, just can you invest in the business that's netting you millions of dollars a year? All of you? Come on. Come on, man. What are we at here? How does that? You, you know what's funny is if you had a consortium of 800 small business owners, all which earn less than these ballplayers do on an average, and you ask them to some, have some sort of buy-in the same way, they would chomp off the bit, run to get that opportunity. Why? Because during this mess, how many small businesses have closed? They're never going to reopen. If that's a way for you to stay afloat, you're going to do what you got to do. You're going to do what you got to do. And the fact that they don't want to invest in a business that's already netted of millions of dollars to this day, it's... It's a bad taste in my mouth, you know? It, it, it looks really, really bad. Like, I can't give them the same respect that they want. I can't give it to them. Because right now, they're not earning any sort of respect from me. It's... So I'm just a little baffled. But whatever. This is what they choose to do. And... How do I put this? Like, there's not a whole lot... How do you control that? Like, how do you... I don't know. I don't know, because the other sports don't have that issue, apparently. The next, what would be the other sport that would give you the biggest impression that they would do this? So, sounds like football. Football, right? probably. Well, football's the lowest paid of all of them. Mm -hmm. That's why you see a bunch of them protesting. I just, it's so weird, so weird to me. A lot of stuff going on. In other news, in sports, Reese Caldwell was killed, shot and killed over the weekend. Former Gator receiver, former NFL receiver. He played for the Patriots and a few other teams. Oh. Um, he's no longer with us. It was a sad story indeed. Um, the understanding of what happened here uh, lies much more with um, how he was killed. Um, at first, they were, you know, kind of talking about maybe it was a homicide. They can't, no one will say, like, how old was killed in all of this. So it's just kind of weird. There's not a lot of details yet. Um, you know, the article just tells you what a wonderful dude he was. But other than that, there's not, there's not a lot. He was a pretty, pretty stellar receiver in the NFL after having had a stellar career in Florida. I mean, he was pretty good. Just, just a sad story. You're selected in the second round of the 2002 NFL Draft by the Chargers. Played there till 05. Went to the Patriots. 06, he was the Patriots' leading receiver. Um, just a stat. Just a sad story at all. But again, it's funny. We're sitting around yesterday, Frank. Before we go to break, look at my friend. My friend looks at me. He goes, "Damn, I need sports." I said, "What? You're the only one that needs sports?" I go, I'm going to be better than DJ Laz when this is all done, man. All I do is practice DJing. That's my hobby. That's all I do. Yep. I hope to spin. Get my mind off of stuff. Because even though we've worked every day, and even though we have been active and been in here and just trying our best to do something with nothing, um, the reality of it all is, oh, how do I say this? 
gently. Things have not been normal. Not, not They're all. not normal. Not one bit. There's nothing normal about what's going on right now. So I've always said the normalcy will make itself seen once sports returns. Remember I said that to you? Yes. But you know, even Everything then, is starting to get back except sports. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem normal. Nope. And it's not going to seem normal for a while because then fans aren't going to be allowed into the stands. So it's not going to feel normal until finally we're able to get all those fans in the stands mm-hmm. and be the back to the atmosphere that we're used to in sports, not Marlins games. Mm-hmm. This looks more... I was trying to sidestep your joke about your employer. Just, Who? I'm sorry. Just throwing it out there. Let's go to break. We'll come back on the other side. We'll keep it continuing. More stuff. People are reporting that there's this... More cases than ever in Florida. And there's a stat that shows the percentage-wise, the five lowest days I think we've had since quarantine were the last five days. People got to chill. I know that we're worried. I understand there's still going to be a spread. You, If you're waiting for a 0% spread of this, that's even a vaccine's not going to bring that to you. So at this point, you have to accept the changes that have been made. Wear your darn mask. Stay safe. Wash your hands. But do me a favor. Please, please, please. Do me a favor. Figure it out, all right? And if you don't want to be one of those that goes out, then don't go out. Deal with it the way you want to deal with it. But don't start feeding me fake information. There will be cases every day. There'll be a number, and you can report on that number every day. Just don't tell me, don't make up some concoction. This is the highest number since Frank Fernandez laid a fart in his chair. Like, why are we doing the manipulated stats? Enough is enough. Stop. Enough with the clown. Right? <laughs> Enough from the clown. That's how I said it. I didn't even know how to say it. We'll be back on the other side. Good morning, amigos. Sirius XM 145, the one, the only slam radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam radio. Sirius XM channel 145. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Uh. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Well, it just annoys me that you don't see it my way. Oh, it annoys me that you don't see it my way. We can play this game too. What? Not always gonna see it your way. Your way is not the way. I can see it my way. But your way is not the way. So some people, some people are really. That's huge ego of you, by the way. Yeah, of course. You can't spell amigo without the ego. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, seven to eleven, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. Slam Radio has brought so much positivity into my life that allows so many young people to have a voice. I'm very thankful for this opportunity at Slam Radio. 
Not a lot of people get to say that they worked on the first radio station run inside a high school. I've learned so much from Frank the Tank. I've learned so much from Danny, from The Amigo. I've learned so much from them, and I thank them so much, and it means a lot to me. Slam Radio is a community. It just gives you opportunity. They give you opportunities that not many schools have. The people here are just great. Someone always has your back no matter what. It is definitely a place to leave your egos and your insecurities behind and just be yourself and all become one. I'm so thankful for everybody here at Slam Radio, and I'm thankful for this wonderful opportunity that I've been given to jumpstart my career. You are listening to Slam Radio on Sirius XM 145. Yo, yo, this is Rashad Jennings. You listen to Slam Radio. Oh, I love sports. 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 You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. Back we are. So I'm going to just. I'm just going to gloss it over a little bit. Uh, I have no opinion. And how political everything is getting relevant to the happenings. I am very happy that the protests are peaceful. Mm -hmm. I am beyond ecstatic about that. And now I believe, and I might be wrong, I believe the message now is really being heard. Look at the reactions around the country. The reason I'm going to keep my opinions to myself and just stick to sports is because, well, no matter what side of the fence you're on, it's visceral. Have you noticed that? Yes. It's visceral no matter what side you are. Even if you think you're moderate, even if you think you're on the right side of it, you're going to have people come attack you. Well, the mayor, Done. the mayor of Minneapolis is finding himself in a little bit of a pickle this morning. I don't know if you know what happened to him this weekend. No, I don't. I mean, I saw him crying over the casket, but why is, why is he in trouble? What did he do wrong? All right, so he did the whole casket thing or whatever. So he was seen this weekend protesting with the people, uh, dancing with them, doing the Cupid Shuffle and all that stuff. And they pretty much kind of had him there, and they started asking him questions, kind of talking in front of the people. It's not fair, the situation that he was put, but I feel that by going out there with the people, you put yourself into the situation. They pretty much they put him in, and they go, this man is being reelected next year. We want to ask him a question, and he was fine for us to answer any question they had. And then they go ahead and tell her, are you okay with not funding the police department? Oh, come on. And he said, man. no, I'm not okay with that. And they booed him out of there. And he had to walk out of there with his head low. So, and everybody was saying, why are you out here then? Why are you out here? Well, you guys put him in a bad position by answering that question. But then again, he put himself in that position by being out there with the people. That's so, the, the ambush is, that's why I don't get into it. Right. I, you see me get eerily quiet when the conversation comes up around. So it seemed like everything was good. And they were like, we don't want people, we don't want civilians walking around with guns controlling us, this and that. Guys, who's going to control the peace? Like, if you shut down the police department, who's going to control the peace? Yeah, that's what I don't understand where, where that argument is. So, like, right away when they're asking the question, I'm like, of course he's not. Before he even answered, I was like, of course he's not going to stop funding the police department and abolish the police department. Of course he's not. Yeah, he, I mean, who's going to keep the peace? 
we're, we can't just trust ourselves just to be like, oh, okay, we're good. Like, there's a lot of domestic things that happen that we need the police department for. So, I, but then again, he was the one that put himself out there in the situation. He was trying to be like, if he was part of the people, he gets, he's like, I'll answer anything. And then he gets asked that. And then he's just stuck in a position that he wasn't able to move. He had to answer the question. Was he going to do lie to the people and say, yes, down with the police department? No, he's like, I do not agree with that. Yeah, it's hard. Now, to- why are you out here then? Get out of here. Like, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. I, uh, I stayed on myself on it. I have some stuff that I believe. I have some stuff that I don't agree with. Um, I don't know how else to tell you. I mean, it's... So I think you know that I'm a little disappointed, right? Because mm-hmm. I am. No doubt I'm disappointed. Um, that it had to get to this. Um, I will say over the weekend, it's been the most encouraging time for me because of several things. And and one of them is I'm not taking a political stand. No one is going to ever know who I'm voting for. One, because I think it could surprise people. And two, because it has nothing to do with the price of tea anywhere. Notice I didn't say China because I don't want to offend anybody either. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that's me being a smartass, by the way. Um, it's just interesting to me that... I like things to be kind of equal, right, Frank? Like, I like stuff to be fair on one side the same way as on the other. I've Sometimes people put that to, to the test with me, and they end up looking at each other and go, God, the guy's pretty consistent. Now, what I'll do to one of my students, I'll do to my son or my daughter. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What uh, My favorite player in any sport, if he does something that my most hated player does and I rag on, then I too will rag on my favorite player for doing it. Is it because I'm stubborn and I don't want to look bad? Maybe, Maybe. sometimes. Like, <laughs> Maybe. I just don't let the bias get in the way. I said, well, look, you know, I know he's my boy, but to be honest with you, he screwed up when he did that. So I can see things in many different ways. Not defunding the cops. You, you've got to find a way to deliver that message and the message getting delivered around the world. Around the world. And nothing warms my heart to see that there's a reaction to this, there's a movement to it, and that peaceful protests can and do work. Um, That's all I gotta say. But I'll be honest, whether it's not political, one of the things that's come out in this, when Colin Powell makes a mockery of the sitting president by saying things like, he lies, he just flat out lies all the time, um, that's a problem I've not had with the previous four presidents. Then, you know, whether you love the guy or you don't love the guy, I love the, the Republicans that support him. I'm curious what they have to say about the Colin Powell they supported during the Bush administration. Because you can't have it both ways. He flat out said what he had to say. And it was alarming at first to say, wow. You see Bill Russell's tweet? No, I didn't see his. Bill Russell went, Bill Russell, man, a few words, soft-spoken, went at Trump. And hard. Look it up when you get a chance. Okay. Hard. He didn't sugarcoat crap. Bill Russell. Bill Russell stood in the paint and played defense against Trump and swatted his stuff away. I'm so tempted to say the bad words because they're not around, but no, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it copacetic. 
you work your whole life to be on a platform where you can let loose. I remember when Howard Stern went from terrestrial to being able to just curse on Sirius, and he was so happy about it. Wow. You're wowing on the tweet, huh? Bill Russell, you just got to follow. Like, there are people that are now a General Mattis, Mad Dog Mattis, respected for decades. Trump spoke of him like this guy was the second coming of, of, of General Patton, if you remember he made the correlation. Listen to what that guy has to say. This isn't about parties anymore with that dude. So I don't say anything. I sit back and watch. He might get reelected. <laughs> but this is an awkward time and a weird place. Or is it an awkward place and a weird time? It's a little bit of both. I'm only interested in seeing how this plays out in November and what he plans on doing because he could start doing his dumb crap saying that he didn't have a fair election. I don't even want to deal with this. Did Trump not pay attention to what Drew Brees said like on Wednesday because he's pretty much saying the same thing Drew Brees got and if he paid attention to what Drew Brees said then he would have noticed that he got lambasted for saying what he said. Yeah, no, Trump feels comfortable saying that. He's, he, Trump, I guess it was yesterday, the day before yesterday, he broke records on how many. He got over 200 tweets in one day. Well, he did. Four hour period. He didn't hear what Drew Brees said because it was a it was a reply for what he said originally from the Drew Brees tweet. Well, it's interesting how the NFL now all of a sudden has done a 360. Sorry, well, a, a 180. 180. A 180 would be. Yeah, what they would have yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I corrected myself. But now all of a sudden, Goodell's pretty much bringing out there saying, hey, "Go ahead." I don't. He didn't necessarily say it, but he's saying it. By the way, my brother, I'm excited. We're adding some stuff to the station over the summer. Are we now? Yeah, I've had some great conversations uh, over the last three or four days. Um, and I'm excited on what we're going to add. I'm also excited we get to talk some sports. I don't know if you heard about what Goodell said. Goodell, Goodell's starting to kind of retreat on the kneeling. Welcome to the show. No, I know. Okay. I'm here. I'm just saying, isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's why I was just saying the NFL all of a sudden did a 180. They did a 180, but it's not the NFL. It's Roger it's Goodell. Goodell. It's fine. We'll because those owners Goodell. still agree with Trump. Well, when I said NFL, I meant Goodell because of the state. Well, he's not the NFL, though. Ah, yeah, he is. No, he's not. He is. No, he's the commissioner of the uh, NFL. Goodell. So, NFL. But he said that. Is that representative of the league or is that representative of Roger Goodell? Because I know what you said. What I'm trying to say is... It's interesting that that's the position that he is taking mm. and how it's being absorbed. I feel like the commissioner is the voice of the owners. And I feel that he wouldn't have said that unless he th thinks that he has full support of the owners for that statement. No coincidence. I don't think he's there's just more football players out there doing stuff. I don't think he's going to be reckless and just say a statement like that without speaking with the owners. I'm sure he had some sort of a conference call or some sort of a conversation with the owners and kind of got the, I guess, the, the weight of how everything's going and he felt like that was the right thing to do. He's backing his players. Sure. You don't agree? That was a very sarcastic sure. No, it's a convenient backing his players. He could have backed his players three years ago. My, it's funny. But, my, but, my position hasn't changed on this. This is the beauty of... It's not about me, but listen to me for a second. You remember my position, Frank. I didn't give a rat's ass if you kneeled, right? But I wouldn't do it. But nobody was sure about why they were kneeling. Everybody thought it was because they didn't... They did. They didn't respect this country. So all of us, all of us, disrespecting the military. The it didn't go. Which all of I a said that until I mentality. read up on it. You're right. Now all of a sudden, two weeks ago, yeah, is when we find out for the first time, that's the reason why it, Colin Kaepernick no, was kneeling. No, it was always about police brutality. It was misunderstood 
to be a disrespect to the military and the flag and the national anthem. It wasn't said right. It wasn't said clearly. Was, Nobody understood yeah, why they were kneeling. It was understood incorrectly. He was very clear. Not the knee in the neck. That garbage that LeBron said is horse crap. That I'm not buying. That's a convenient thing to tweet. The reason for kneeling was he was protesting police brutality was 100% known when he was doing it. We chose to get offended on behalf of the flag of the military. Well, because it's how when he decided to do it. That's when he's deciding to protest. So all of a sudden, I understand he did say it was about police brutality. But all of a sudden, he's choosing the American flag during the national anthem, the one thing that we're supposed to be standing up to do it. So it didn't come across as, oh, I'm doing it for police brutality. I'm doing it as a disrespect. If this country's not going to respect me, I'm not going to respect this country. You and I had this conversation the other day on the show. I, after having a position, shut up and did some research. And the two things I found out was, one, the Veterans Administration, that is the collective approved way of doing a silent, peaceful protest and not disrespecting the flag during a is to get on one knee. It is said, I saw it, it's written. I'm going to look for it. I would never do it. To me, I find it a little disrespectful. Me. But I went from hating it to understanding it's, a, it's, it's not only a right, but it's a way to make a strong statement about a position. We just didn't like the way Kaepernick did it. Now, Goodell's backing away from that, Frank. You don't think that's convenient and contrived? Because today I don't have to back away from crap. I, today, I, the same opinion I had four years ago, five years ago, whatever this crap was. I don't know if it's convenient or not. I just think it was well-timed. So if that adds to the convenience... That's why I went, hmm. Then maybe. I th- it was well-timed. But it's not that the league has always felt one way and he's felt another way. You don't remember? So now we were wrong. There's no, you are wrong, ass munch. Stop saying we were wrong, $35 million a year, dude. You make enough money to be accountable and say the truth. We were wrong? No. You were wrong. <laughs> That's my point. So I don't know. Welcome to the show. I was with the show. I didn't. The league, yes, 180. Eh, I guess I'm impressed that it's more football players out there than any other sport. I haven't seen a baseball player out well, anywhere. I'll, I'll jump on Goodell's we. I, I was wrong. So we were wrong. He can't speak for me. So he speaks for the NFL and says we were wrong. He's misspeaking, if you ask me. He was wrong, is what he should be saying. Were you wrong? But I acknowledged I was wrong four years ago. Remember? Listen, I have a very good friend. I'm not going to say his name. You remember I had a problem with him on my private Instagram. He got very angry at me and unfollowed me and told me to go fly a kite. Uh. Because I posted a picture of an old man from the military on a knee. He served in what war? I think it was Vietnam. And he got an eagle. This is the right way to do it. And that's what spawned my looking into it. I pissed him off. I had to literally explain to him, dude, it is not that important to me. I don't want to lose a friendship over this opinion. It really isn't important to me. There are so many other things that are more important than having an opinion on this. You want to argue, you can argue. Stop arguing me about it. I don't care about it. Do you see my point? Yeah. So it's, it's visceral, and I get it, but don't give me this we crap. Come on now. We. Talking French to who, Goodell? You don't even speak French. Knock it off, weenie, weenie, wee. Oh, please, bro. 35, look it up now. Just because, Larry, what is it always about salary? Because it's class warfare, because we live in a society that's class warfare. I believe you're right. I think it is 35 mil. It's class warfare. 
If you're oppressed, you're unemployed, you make very little money, you can't make ends meet, you think one way. Roger Goodell, he absolutely thinks another way. 40 million. For <laughs> follow up, brother. We were wrong. No, you were wrong. Oh, you were wrong. You were wrong. I'm not tempted I am to want to just put that on Twitter, but I know what's going to happen. The moment I do it, I know what's going to happen, Frank Fernandez. So why bother? Yeah, but Goodell, before the pandemic, he decided to pretty much give up his salary. So his salary this year is zero. Okay, well. Again, convenient. <laughs> I don't know. No, don't look at me like that. Amigo, don't do that. Don't look at me like that. No. Come on. Really? <laughs> I don't like that. How long has Goodell been the commissioner? Oh, like seven years now, something like that. Oh, I think it's been a little more than that. I don't know. I, I have a bad sense of time. You I'll find that right. I'll find that right. You're gonna look at it first. I don't have to do it. I have to put on my glasses. I gotta type. You're typing anyways. Yeah. Ah, 2006. So what's that? 14 years. <laughs> 14 years. Don't say 40 million because he might not have been making 40 million in the beginning. So let's average it out to 30 million a year. For 14 years, what is $420 million over the course of his tenure? Let's say it's not 420. Let's say it's only 250 million, Frank. Let's cut it into shreds. Look at me. He forsakes his salary. I gave Jeter credit for doing that, but it's different. Jeter, when he played ball, made about half of what Cadell makes every year. Oh, he's giving up much more because he has so much. In, 2000, in 2007, Goodell made $6 million. Okay, so if, if you have a year-by-year -year breakdown, we can add it up. I'm going to guesstimate it's around somewhere between $300 and $310 million over 14 years. How, how much you said? Between $300 and $310. I'm not looking it up. I just took a guess. Okay, 2008, 12. Okay, so that's 18. 2009, 10. 28. 2010, 10. 38. 11, 12. 2011, 12. 50. Right, here we go. 2012, 29 and a half. 79.5. 2013, 44.2. Hold on. <laughs> We're going to keep it at 44. <laughs> just to keep this easy for me, okay? okay. That's 123. <laughs> at 2014, he made 45 mil. Uh, that's 168. 2015, he made 40 mil. <laughs> that's 208. 2016, he made 45 mil. Uh... Wow, that's 253. 2017, he made 45 mil. <laughs> that's 298. <laughs> 2018, he made $40 million. <laughs> that's 338. <laughs> that's it. That's where we're at right now. So we I said have, three, 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 ten, three, 338. Yeah. So I was pretty close. We don't even have last year's number. Yeah, so it's actually not that close because that'll put it around 375. So this year, he's not going to make any money. Okay, deal. <laughs> I'll sign up for that one. Can I sign up for that salary? For that salary structure? Can I sign up for that one? <laughs> okay, hold on a minute. I'm getting a net worth number. I don't know if this is a salary, but his net worth number? Oh, it has to be about $800 million. 150 mil. Oh, his net worth has to be more than In that. 2019. Then he hasn't invested well. <laughs> well, that was 15? 2019, $150 million is net worth. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. I would have had it more. 
people usually more than they they're worth more than they earn in a year. I mean, they're more than they've earned in the last 10 years. I'm sorry. No, that's about right. Your net worth is about five times your annual earning. Yeah, could be better. Could be better. We'll be back on the other side. I can't believe we're talking about Roger Goodell's salary. I'm glad he, he uh, gave it up. They're estimating him making, by the time he retires, $453 million. Yeah, that's okay. He can take a year off from getting paid. I think he'll be okay. We'll be back. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Well, it just annoys me that you don't see it my way. Oh, it annoys me that you don't see it my way. We can play this game too. What? I'm not always going to see it your way. Your way is not the way. I can see it my way. But your way is not the way. So some people, some people are really... That's huge ego of you, by the way. Yeah, of course. Well, you can't spell amigo without the ego. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities. He's been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them, but I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me, and my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Slam Radio has brought so much positivity into my life that allows so many young people to have a voice. I'm very thankful for this opportunity at Slam Radio. Not a lot of people get to say that they worked on the first radio station run inside a high school. I've learned so much from Frank the Tank. I've learned so much from Danny, from The Amigo. I've learned so much from them, and I thank them so much. And it means a lot to me. Slam Radio is a community. It just gives you opportunity. They give you opportunities that not many schools have. The people here are just great. Someone always has your back no matter what. It is definitely a place to leave your egos and your insecurities behind and just be yourself and all become one. I'm so thankful for everybody here at Slam Radio and I'm thankful for this wonderful opportunity that I've been given to jumpstart my career. You are listening to Slam Radio on Sirius XM 145. This is Saquon Barkley, and you got to listen to Slam Radio. Rise and shine. Good morning to you. Get the hell up. You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145.
through that without any problems. No issues. What happened to your cat lady, bro? You saw my uh, Cat Lady Chronicles this morning? Yeah, you're still on the hunt. What happened to your steak out this morning? So, I got early, but they looked like they were either already fed or waiting for her. And I can only stick around for so long. Yeah, yeah of course. So uh, It looked like they were waiting for her, according to your video. That's what I said in the video. I thought about it afterwards. I saw some shrapnel on the side. They also looked like they were pretty content. Okay. They weren't going to get up. They weren't scared. You got to get out there earlier. Right. Like, if when you're on the hunt, you see someone come, you get scared and run. The reason they didn't run was I think they were already fed. That's, fa that's fair enough. I think she had already given them the food. <laughs> Which would make sense, because if she's like, oh, I got spotted, let me start coming a little earlier so I don't get spotted. So I'm going to have to tomorrow wake up an hour earlier and just go out there. Just get dressed and go out there and stake it out. Wear my black on black so you can't see me. It'll still be dark. Try to get her on video somehow. That way I can send it to Bobo and, uh, and we can see. We'll have uh, Esteban Bobo on, Miami-Dade County Commissioner, friend of mine. But we're going to go over this. You know, I spoke to a lawyer about this over the weekend. I heard you mention that on the video. I hadn't had a discussion with you. Yeah, before. I got a lot more rights than Eddie Martinez is telling me I have. Really? Okay. So well, what remember, are you Eddie's a stickler. Eddie knows the law. Eddie knows the statute. Eddie's that guy because especially I'm talking about something where I'm including a statute that includes the park. So mm -hmm. he knows that statute inside out. He says, Larry, they're, they're a church. They're private property. They're not, you know, so what? They're tax exempt. It doesn't matter. I'm like, well, I have a couple other arguments that he hasn't been able to counter. And one of them is uh, they have a summer camp. They have a jungle gym in the back. Mm -hmm. The kids play and are entertained in a park atmosphere in the back of the church. Mm -hmm. I know it's not a county park, but where do you draw the line? This... This is a loophole in the law where they continue to get away with it. And no one's, and so like, that's where I'm going to go. Look, look what you have on the easement here. That's not your property. Why do you get to put signs on there? We put up little flowers in memory of my father-in-law. And there's people from the association stuff taking it down. People from the county come and take it down. It happens all the time. But yet their signs stay up. And then they have a chain link fence around that says private property. Can't have it both ways, Mr. Church, dude. Mm -hmm. So I have nothing against a church that's practicing their religion and doing it. it has nothing to do with the church, but it has to do with how they're conducting themselves and how it affects the neighbors. Your neighbors should be the ones that they should all be going to your church. Right. None of them do. Mm -hmm. You've never made it welcoming or inviting, not you, not anyone. The older, there was a guy that was there years ago. He used to invite us. He was a fan of my show. A different dude. And, and, you know, I don't judge people I don't know. I've heard some disparaging reports about him. I don't care whether he's the nicest guy or the hateful guy. It doesn't matter to me. He's a man of God. I've got to imagine he's a pretty decent person. But let's come to a common understanding. You can't have some old lady feeding 40 cats and then walking away. You're really putting the liability and the responsibility on the homeowners that do pay taxes. That's not what the church is meant to be there for. Right. Nor is it meant to house signs in the front, whether it's about your hall rental or whether this thing there that I don't know. I think it's meant to be able to put a sign up, mm -hmm. right? So I'm going to challenge it to see if they have a permit to have that there. But it looks like a goalpost for soccer is what it looks like. Because there's no sign on there, right? It's a freaking eyesore. So I need an explanation to that because if we're gonna, I'm going to get really nitpicky about their stuff. I'm going to really get nitpicky. There's a problem with those neighbors and the trees that stand there. And for years, they've tried to get them to trim the tree. They don't want to trim the trees. Oh, my God. 
So I don't want to go over there. I need to find out if that area is a private property or an easement. If it's an easement, I'm going to go chop down the trees in my mother-in-law's house. And I'll, I'll, I'll leave the trees right on the easement. I won't put it on the property. I mean, I'm ready to play dirty with them because they're a bunch of idiots. Mm -hmm. And it's not cool what they're doing. So it, it, the nonsense is going to end. And I promise you, if I don't get any answers, I'm going to line up DJs there. And I'll do it on a Sunday when they're going to go have their service. And I already have a loud sound of cats yelping and screaming that I plan on using. I very much plan on using it. Are you already incorporating it into your mixes? Uh, I haven't done that yet, but yes. <laughs> we, can, we can have fun with it. No, dude, it's not right. It's not right. So whatever. Take it for whatever it's worth. Do you have a cat problem in your crib, bro? I do not, but then again, I live in an apartment. Well, that's usually where they congregate more. Right? Yeah, I don't really have. I mean, there's a couple cats that are around, but nothing severe, nothing crazy. There are a few cats. Handful, like five cats or so, but nothing yeah. too crazy. Uh -huh. I guess I sent you a video. You saw the pigeon lady. I was telling the you the pigeon about. lady. I saw the pigeon. And they lady. were and they were controlled that day. But look how many pigeons or birds she had on her lawn. That's a tough one. That's a tough one to regulate. That one's really tough to regulate. She feeds all the birds in her property, so all the birds go to her property. But the problem is that they spill out. So they know when feeding time is. So then they start spilling out to the street. So you have to go slowly on that street. When I sent you the video... Are you talking about ducks or pigeons? Because no, pigeons, pigeons, I'm driving. Pigeons. Sorry. No, there are pigeons, ducks, ibises, all sorts of birds. Okay. All sorts of birds. Yeah, if there's a duck, I stop. Geeses. Like, duckies, ibis. Was wrong, but geese, yeah, geese, all sorts of birds, all sorts of cockle doodle doos, and all that stuff. Up, everything. I stop for them. Pigeon, I accelerate because you know pigeons are gonna fly away. The duck's not gonna fly when you drive by. So she's not just feeding pigeons. No, she's feeding everything. She's the bird lady. She's the bird lady. We call her the pigeon lady because of Home Alone, but she's the bird lady. <laughs> yeah, a bird lady. And again, when I sent you that video, they were controlled. They were all just kind of on her property, and that's it. But those birds spill out because there's a lake on the other side of that property. Can't know, you can't tell on the, on the video, but on the right side of the street, it's a lake. So they all hang out of the lake. Of course. Feeding time. They go, ding, 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 I'm convinced. I'll go over there. I'm convinced the cats had already eaten. They had already eaten. For sure, for sure. They, they were too yeah, chill. They looked, they looked uh, they like were they had the itis. way too relaxed. They looked like they had the itis. There was one overbite. Where you walk in and he hid behind a column, like almost like, hey, this doesn't seem right. I'm gonna hang here until this thing clears. Mm -hmm. Most cats, it's it's a testament to how many cats there really are, because actually they were fed. Because that's the other thing. If they, they had were the waiting, idea. you would have had a lot of them and they would have scurried. Bro. They ate. Some of them dipped. Some of them hung out, laid farts on the on the concrete. You know about the itis. Itis? Yeah, the itis. What's the itis? The itis is that when you eat, you get you get tired and you fall asleep. Okay, I didn't know it was called the itis. The itis. I get the itis. So they were chilling as they were done. But if there was eight of them or so, is what, well, the video looks like there's about eight, right? There's one hiding you don't see. Mm -hmm. About eight cats. That's a good estimate. How many cats were there fed earlier if eight are still chilling there? You have others that are probably behind the building that you can't see. Ooh, the, the ones that I could see, I couldn't even walk on the property. Like, I took this from the street. So it, there's an obvious issue here. Um, and I plan on the commissioner's office to make a call to that church. It, need, it needs to get rectified in a way. Uh, I'm telling you, people got to get involved. I need to know about those eyesores. 
those eyesores, they can even be gone. And if you have a permit for it, that's fantastic. That's beautiful. Because then I'm going to apply for a permit. I want to have, <laughs> have a block party. Oh, please, stop. Noise me, kid. You're going to have Ultra on your block. Dude, do you know how many DJs have already volunteered to come join me? Everybody's one already has. One says, I got the generator. What, everyone's going to play at the same time? We're going to just take turns and just keep... I say all you play. Well, I'm going to have the cat in the background playing on mine, and then we'll have other people mixing. And, but we already have three units right I, I'd say get permission from a couple of the neighbors, set up those in those in those houses, and just have five DJs playing at the same exact time. Well, Everything going great. at the same time. It, it's one of the strategies when we fought the Desert Storm War was playing loud rock music and driving people crazy. We would do it while we flew 3,000 sorties a day over Baghdad. And we basically not only bombed them to death, but we, we drove them crazy. So I'm not talking that way, but I'm certainly, I'm going to get my point across. If I don't ever have to play one minute of DJ in front of that place, then I've done my job. If I have to get to that point, then this is a sad state that we're all in. Feral cats, give me a break. 10,000 ordinances to dictate dogs, but nobody talks about the cats. Can't feed them in a park, but you can feed them in my backyard, and I can't tell you itche. Please. And I think what makes me most mad is that our block has become the kitty litter box of this place. You smell the smell that they give off when they're in heat, when they take a leak. Right? The smell of when they take a dump. You go into people's backyards and you see the mountains. Of, come on. Enough is enough. Nonsense has got to stop. All that needs to be documented, pictures and stuff like that. Enough so whenever is you enough. go ahead and go towards the commission or whatever. I'm doing this peacefully. If I've got to start going crazy documenting, then I will become a, a counter nuisance to them. And we're going to have a problem. We're going to have an issue. Just saying. Oh, so much to get to. We have no students to talk to. Nope. Until 11 o'clock. The youth moves their time to 11 o'clock today. So from 11 to noon, you can catch... Our proud students from Slam Radio, they will keep it continued during the summer. I applaud them for that. And that'll be good. You can catch them on at 11 o'clock right here on Slam Radio on the other side. Keep doing what we do best. Throw a little music in there. Get y'all happy-go-lucky on a Monday morning. You're listening to Good Morning Amigos, Sirius XM 145, the one, the only Slam Radio. Look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio. Sirius XM Channel 145. What's up, everyone? This is Tua Tungavailoa, and you're listening to Slam Radio. Oh, I love sports. 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 You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145.
here's what I'm trying to understand. So, man, us with our toys, right? Boys and their toys. We have started this conversation. Frank, apparently you are a part owner of an arcade machine. Is that correct? Yeah, so my brother just bought a new house, and he didn't know what to do with an extra room, and he's coming up with all sorts of things. So all of a sudden, Saturday, he calls me. He's like, bro, you should put this arcade machine in your room. And he takes a picture. He FaceTimed me with it, and it's the original Ninja Turtles arcade, the one that was like, bro, the one that started it all. And I'm like, bro, I don't have room for that. I just bought a DJ booth last year, and the little gap in my room that I had left, I kind of occupied it with that. Let's try to figure something out. So whatever. So the long story short, his wife ended up buying it from father, for Father's Day. We put it in the room. We have an absolute blast. And all of a sudden, obviously, while we're playing the games, we're having conversations. I'm like, man, it'd be cool if they had other machines. He puts me on the website and all the games. Like, there's so many games on it. So we've decided to do a, a game room in his house. So it's going to be an extension of my man cave into a game room, and we're going to buy three or four of these arcades. Uh, so we got the Ninja Turtles one originally, which comes with Turtles in Time. I don't know how savvy you are with, with games. That was a Super Nintendo game that came out, and it was also in the arcade, so Turtles in Time. And next up, we're buying the Mortal Kombat one. Mortal Kombat has one, part two, and part three. Man, I can't wait. And I started telling you about this, and now you're absolutely goo-goo-gaga with the games that I'm telling you. And I just found one, the one that I think you're going to want. Which one's that? The Pac-Man. It's got Pac-Man. Pac I, I like I like Pac-Man. People in my home like Miss Pac-Man. All right. So. I am partial, personally, as far as video games, the other two that I'm partial to is Asteroids and Galaga. Uh, no particular order, although I think Galaga takes by a nose over Asteroids for me. So this one does have Galaga. They what? All this one has Galaga. This is the one that I'm telling you right now. It has, I don't see Mrs. Pac-Man, but I'm guessing Pac-Mania would include Mrs. Pac-Man. So it's Pac-Man, Pac-Man Plus, Super Pac-Man, Pac-Land, Pac-and-Pal, Pac-Mania, and Galaga. That's that one. There's another one that is a Star Wars one. I guess like you're fighting one of the TIE Flyers or one of the one of the X-Wing fighters or whatever. That's a sit-down one with an actual, like, the, the, the control for the, for the plane. Hmm. And you sit down, and it's like you're in the arcade. So that's another one that we're that we've considered, only because it's the sit down one. Uh, you have a Frogger time pilot and something else there. There's NBA Jam. With have NBA Jam. NBA Jam with NBA Hang Time. Um, some weird one with like called Burger Time. Have you ever heard of Burger Time? Karate Champ. Yes. Caveman. Those are old games, I guess. That's another one. The Star Wars one is back in the stand up version instead of the sit down version. Uh, they have a final fight with uh, 1944 Loop Masters, Ghost and Goblins, and some other game that I can't make out what the something glider. It looks like it has a sword in it or some sort. You're excited about this. But the, but the one I mentioned, so you have one that has Galaga, Pac-Man, and Miss Pac-Man. Yeah, there's about five of them that we're up in the air with. For sure, we're sold on the Mortal Kombat. I think we're going to do three. Four is a little much. So I think we're going to do three. Maybe we'll dabble into four later on if we can't make up our mind. But the Mortal Kombat sold. We already ha we already own the Ninja Turtles. It's between Hang Time which, and NBA Jam, which will get boring because it's kind of the same game over and over again. They have the Marvel one, which has Marvel superheroes, Marvel versus Capcom, um, an X-Men game, and a Punisher game. And they have, like, a golf one also, a Golden Tee, I guess. So you, uh, you're really dabbling here. They have a Street Fighter one. 
Mortal Kombat sounds pretty. We got a ton of them. Space Invaders. Centipede. The Centipede comes with uh, Missile Command, Crystal Castles, and Millipede. <laughs> okay. You, uh... Okay. You got to get on this. How are you going to convince your wife? That's a good question. <laughs> do, you have, do you have space? That's another question. I don't have space, but I have a feeling the best way to convince her is the one with Miss Pac-Man. Bro, unlimited credits. Okay. No quarters. That's what I'm saying. Well, your electricity bill goes up, but but the Miss Pac-Man one with Galaga and has Galaxian or no? Yes. So it comes Galaga, Galaga and Galaxian, Galaxian and Miss Pac-Man and regular no. Pac-Man. All right, so there's two machines. There's one that has Galaga and Galaxian. Oh, no, okay. Does and then there's another machine that has all the Pac-Mans that I named and Galaga. That's the that's, one I want. That's I, don't it. Need I don't need Galaxian. I need Galaga. Galaga's. I love that game. Galaga's the one with the airplane and then all the planes come mm -hmm. or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's the fun game. And I have a ceiling. I hit a ceiling with that game. So there's a lot more I can achieve because I've never got like 990,000. My high was around two and change. Bro, and, bro, so and I have room. So like, that, there's still a lot of game to play and enjoy with that. And it feels like an arcade, like an actual arcade, because when the game's over, you put your initials, and you can only put three initials. You know, I love that. And then when when the game's like on demo mode or whatever, you know, the high scores pop up on the screen. So right away, I'm number one high score on my brother's machine. It's hilarious. <laughs> you see Faf come up, and I'm like, look, look, Faf. It's very cool. The way they the, the way they engineered it, the way they, they have it made, it was very cool. I was actually very surprised because I told them, I'm like, man, look, on the drive over here, there was a difference between the Ninja Turtles arcade game and then there was a, a, a version of it that came out for the Nintendo. Mm -hmm. And it was called the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game, right? Right. But the graphics were so bad that you didn't even want to play it anymore. You would go back to the arcade every single time and be like, don't you have that game? Yeah, mom, but my version sucks. Like, this is the one to play. So I was a little worried about coming in, and, and I'm like, man, maybe it's the bad graphics, the way the Super Nintendo, the Nintendo version was. Nah. As soon as he turned it on and I started playing, I go, oh, my God, the speech bubbles. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Bro, I, look, I, I sounded like a little kid yesterday. <laughs> Pointing out all the, oh, my God, it has this. Oh, my God, it has this. Oh, my, let me play. Let me play. I was vanished. My wife didn't see me the entire four hours we had at my brother's house. And usually Sunday dinners, we only go for about an hour and a half. We were there for four hours yesterday. That's great. A las cuatro, oye. We got to go. Goes, but dinner's at six. We got to go. Let's go. When we rung the doorbell, they're like, wow, they're here already? I'm like, yeah, I'm here. Where's the machine? <laughs> like a little kid, man. Like a little kid, man. Like a little Very kid. Very funny. So now me and my brother have a new little project to build because I think my brother is excited about his new game room. Well, and then he's, he's, he's bonding with his brother, though. That always works. Man, we were like little kids yesterday. My wife's like, what you guys talk about while you were playing? I'm like, things in the game. You get the pizza. I'll get the pizza this time. Get that guy up top. Get, I'll cover this guy. Game stuff. Strategy. It's like, for four hours? I'm like, yes, for four hours. <laughs> what you do? Just like the good old days. That's how you do in the arcade. What did you talk about in the arcade? You can't hear the other person next to you, so you talk strategy within your game. Well, and then we started analyzing why oh. certain characters were so much more popular than others. You guys are crazy. And we figured it out because it was always lined up. It was Leo on the left, then Mikey, then Donatello, and then Raphael on the right. 
And it had nothing to do with the weapons. It's because the best seats were the ones in the middle. When you play with Leo and Donat and Rafael on the sides, you know you always had to kind of play to the side. So when you're looking at the screen, you're looking at sideways a little bit. You're an arcade goer. You know what I'm talking I know exactly. about. What was the game where that played a mission? NBA Jam might have been one of the NBA games. Jam was one of those because you had four controls. X-Men was one of those games because I think X-Men had six players at once. Mm -hmm. It sure did. I um, My three games, Galaga, Pac-Man slash Miss Pac-Man, and I guess you say Galaxian slash Galaga, Pac-Man slash Miss Pac-Man, Asteroids. Asteroids didn't have staying power. You know that. Mm -hmm. Once Atari grabbed it and did it, it lost its charm. So the wild card in all this, for me, I don't know. Like, I can't come to determine who. what's the other video game that really entice. There was a baseball game that I used to like to play. And I stuffed a lot of quarters in a machine once upon a time in my life to play that baseball game. Um, Remember Rampage? No. I don't think you were the, 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 the like King Kong and, like, the reptile, and you go on the top of the building, you had to fight each other and destroy the building at the same time? Don't remember that. Sorry. No, I, that's cool. The, the baseball, I can't really remember the baseball one. Like, I, I used to play, they'd have, like, it's called RBI baseball. They had averages and everything, and, yeah, it was, and you played three innings for the quarter. Oh, yeah, that's right. I do remember those. You're right. It was I think it was RBI innings. baseball. I think they ended up putting it on Nintendo and everything. They did. I had it for Sega. But that game, right, that game was pretty cool. Um... Other than that, as far as stuff in quarters, it was, uh, you, you, you had a, I, I did it, I loved it, but there weren't too many games. Like, I didn't do it with Mortal Kombat. Uh, I didn't really do it with the, you know, the Ninja Turtles. I was already older by then. There was no real game that got me like that. So it was a lot of time in Miss Pac-Man, a lot of time in Galaga. Pretty good at, pretty good at both of them. Uh, the champion at the house for Miss Pac-Man is my wife. Really? She's that good? Yeah. My dad used to work for Midway, which was the company that built all these sure. arcade machines. Wow. And we used to have Pac-Man at our house in Chicago. Um, my dad was a monster in that game. So, so you had a, an arcade in your house. Yeah, once. the original one, the flat one, with that each you each sit on one side of the table and like it, your the joystick is inside like a glass compartment. Yes, I remember. They have those at the, the big keys. Yes, right. We had one of those at our home. And then, like, years awesome. later, when I went back to Chicago, we stayed at his best friend's house. It was house. a football game with a little roller that I used to play that had that thing, too. That's so good. We stayed at my dad's best friend's house, and then when we walked into his house, he had a pinball machine and, like, two or three machines, and he had a game room set up. That's what, That's how I think I got my brother into, into building the game room, because I'm like, man, remember when we stayed at Jim's house, and he had the games? We would wake up early, early, early in the morning while we were staying there, and we'd already be in the game room playing pinball or whatever kind of games there are. Pinball was pretty cool. I always liked uh, Black Knight. Black Knight was cool. We're going to go to a quick break. Got Sid Rosenberg on deck. When we come back from break, we'll have him on. Ask him how stuff is. Phase one starting today in New York. He's outspoken. I love having him on the show. Sidney Arthur Rosenberg on the other side. Good morning, amigos. Sirius XM 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio. Sirius XM channel 145. I get it. Your desk has been there for you, holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. 
Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigos. Can you imagine it's like a congregation of big dogs? You have a Great Dane, you have a couple of pit bulls off to the side, you have some very, very big German shepherds, you know, just the bigger type of dogs, and they're hanging out talking, slobbering over each other, doing what, what big dogs do. And a little chihuahua comes running through, barking at all of them. And the big dogs just look at each other, look down at the chihuahua, and they look at each other again like, is this dog for real? The chihuahua is UCF. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to noon, only on Slam Radio Sirius XM 145. My mother was always very active and independent and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash our stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Hey, this is your boy Frank Gore, and you li- you listening to Slim Radio. We are back. Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. Back here on Good Morning Amigo, final segment of the program. Called up north to my my brother from another. Love his perspective, just because it's uh, it's another perspective, and I know that he doesn't bullshit me on any level. So I'm gonna get it straight from him. He would like that's no reason for there to be BS. He's gonna tell me like it is, and I like to know how it is, like it is. So the only man to get that from is Sid Rosenberg. Joining us here on Good Morning Amigo. What's up, Sid? Hey, Larry. How you doing down there, buddy? Okay? I'm doing good. How's day one of phase one? Well, listen, I mean, phase one is, is nothing, obviously. It's construction jobs, manufacturing jobs, retail, curbside pickup, which we've got already. The best news about phase one is that now we're closer to phase two and phase three, which is what we really should do today. Enough of this uh, slow roll and different phases the whole country's just opened up. It should have opened up a month ago. I told you this a month ago. Uh, we were wasting our time and being lied to about numbers and figures. I mean, I've got relatives down in Florida telling me, hey, the numbers are, are up. They're not up, you dummies. They're up because they test more. They test I don't care more. If the numbers are up. I want, right. I want to hear about percentages <laughs> of people getting the virus and dying, which are way, way down. So right. it is phase one in New York. And again, the only good news about that is that we're closer to phase two and phase three because phase one means nothing. I'm standing outside Madison Square Garden, 80 degrees. It's sunny, beautiful day. There's about 10 people on the street. Ordinarily, there's about 1,000. Sid, I saw you got a little angry at the NBA the other day. 
and I wanted a little clarification. I wanted to try to understand it because I'm currently, as far as I'm concerned, as far as sporting leagues and players who play in leagues, I'm a little upset at baseball right now. Uh, that's the one I'm really pissed off at. But I wanted to get your take on basketball. I'm agnostic. I'm one way or the other. But I was interested because you were so passionate about it. I was like, mm, got to hear this. What, what are you, why are you angry at them? Well, there's three things. Uh, first of all, I can't stand LeBron James. I, I really can't stand him. I used to like LeBron when he played uh, in Miami. He came down there. He wasn't, you know, he had the same girlfriend. I mean, I, I doubt he's faithful to her, but I don't know one way or the other. But he's had the same wife, and he's not a druggie, not in gangs and all those things. And so, we, you know, we, we, we put him in a, in a different position than a lot of the guys that we got used to, and uh, I liked him. But uh, he needs to shut up. I, I hate to say it. I, I understand that he's going to tell me, you know, Sid, you shut up, and I got to keep talking because millions of people listen. And he's right. Millions of people do listen. So when all this thing goes down, all I said was, hey, LeBron James, you know, when he comes out and tweets last week, why doesn't America love us too? I wanted to punch him across the face. So you mean the millions and millions and millions of little white kids who wear your stupid Cavalier jersey, your stupid Heat jersey, your stupid Laker jersey, millions more white kids wear his uniforms and black kids. So those kids don't love you? LeBron, what are you talking about? Why do they love us too? So he gets involved in these situations. He's ignorant, doesn't know statistics, doesn't know facts, and he dives right in. And he does, for whatever it's worth, have a legion of people that love him, revere him, look up to him. And instead of giving out a message of love and hope, which is, hey, listen, what happened in Minneapolis was terrible. But the truth is the numbers don't tell us that there's systematic racism in the police departments. They're out there every day trying to protect us. Let's figure out a way to get people together and fix this. And instead, LeBron James has got a big mouth. Doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. And he continues to anger me. Now, also, my buddy is Grant Napier. He spent the last 32 years as the yes. voice of the Sacramento Kings in the NBA. We talked you got this him. creep, DeMarcus Cousins. He's a creep who, who, who tweeted uh, Grant Napier with the purpose of getting Grant into trouble. Uh, when Grant replied, hey, DeMarcus, I miss you where you've been. All lives matter. I'm sure Grant thought that was okay. I thought it was okay. And he got fired. You know, listen, folks, you think black lives matter more than all lives matter? You're a racist. That's the bottom line. Saying all lives matter is not racism. That's perfect. They all matter. Black, white, Asian, it doesn't matter. When you start to place more importance on blacks and everybody else, that's the racism. Not all lives matter. So now you got LeBron James in his big mouth. Grant Napier gets fired for saying the right thing. And, oh, by the way, the NBA is in bed with the country that unleashed this virus on the whole world, China. So there's a lot of things about the NBA, including more players I can't stand, uh, that voice or opinions last week during all this George Floyd stuff. I just, I've had enough. You know, I, I want to watch uh, good basketball. I want to watch guys go out there and play. But you've got a lot of guys with a big voice in that league that are ignorant. And uh, all they do is promote more divide and more hate. And I can't stand that. It drives me nuts similarly. We're talking to Sid Rosenberg here on Good Morning Amigo. One of the things that has stood out to me in all of this, uh, you know that I always try to not say things. And, you know, I lean more, a left, more to the left than you are, but I don't not see your points. And, and in a lot, of, a lot of occasions, I just keep to myself what I think. So a lot of people perceive one way. They don't really know what's going on in my head. One of the things that bugs me is the notion of perhaps agreeing with some of the points that are being made, and then when you disagree with either uh, defunding the police or you disagree with that it has to be a riot, not a peaceful protest, I, you know, I, I think a peaceful protest is fine. I, I have a problem with a riot. So, so all of a sudden, I, you know, I become a bad person because I don't like the violent part of that. Like, no, I, I, you know, I, I, well, I, I think it's, no, a, it's listen, a double you're, standard you're, that you're, sucks. You're, you're, 
there, there is a double standard. It's not really about the rioting. It's about if you disagree with LeBron James or any one of the other, or Oprah Winfrey, who has a two-day uh, special that starts tomorrow night, which is she talks to all black people about systematic racism, which, by the way, is racism in itself. People don't understand that racism goes both ways, right? Whites are racist, that cop in Minneapolis was a racist, and blacks are racist. Uh, but the point is, if you disagree with some of these folks, these liberals, and specifically in this conversation, some of these black liberals, then you're no good. I mean, for Drew Brees, who I love dearly, and I know Drew personally, guy gave $5 million to the city of New Orleans for the COVID crisis. He gives more money to more big causes than anybody that I've seen play football in many, many years. He's a lovely guy. For him to come out and have to apologize for saying, I would never kneel during the national anthem. I love that song. Both my grandfathers died in the war. He's got to apologize because... Malcolm Jenkins got upset, or LeBron James got upset. It's nauseating. I feel the same as way Drew Brees did in his initial comments. It is disrespectful, 100%, and that's why Colin Kaepernick did it. Listen, the only way your protest becomes effective is if you piss people off or else nobody cares. Colin Kaepernick knew, even though Nate Boyer gave him the idea, a white military guy to deal, he knew it would ruffle some feathers, and it has. And as I, as I said last week, I have had a, a soldier in my studio with Bernard, who lost both his arms and both his legs in Afghanistan. And he said, I'll tell you what, Sid. He goes, you know what? When I was in that lonely cave in Afghanistan before I was nearly killed, I felt like I was home when I heard the national anthem. And I say to folks, isn't that enough right there? If only one soldier says that, only one, and there's hundreds and thousands that feel the same exact way, but if only one says that, isn't that enough to say that kneeling for national anthem is disrespectful? No one ever answers me, of course. Well, you're wrong. I mean, that's why they did the song. And they go to war for our freedom. Yes, they do. They go to war. You, you, you can get on a knee during the national anthem. You're not going to go to jail. You're not breaking any, any laws. But it's just, it's not right. If you're so upset about police brutality in this country, get Colin Kaepernick and 100 guys and stand in front of one Penn Plaza police precinct tomorrow morning and yell and scream from there. There's no reason to kneel during a song, whether it's one soldier, 50 soldiers, or 50,000 soldiers that love that song and, think, and thinks it means more than just a song, why upset them? And they can never answer that question, ever. Sid Rosenberg joining us here on Good Morning Amigo. Do you understand why I'm pissed at baseball right now? Or do you disagree well, yeah, with me? I mean, baseball, yeah, no, no, I, I hate baseball too. You got billionaire owners fighting with millionaire players. And, you know, for what it's worth, there's a segment of our population that wants baseball back, just like after 9-11. It does provide some semblance of normalcy. And these players should understand that. And, you know, if you're Bryce Harper and you're set to make $30 million this year, now you're going to make $4 million this year, uh, go back to work. There's 42 million people, now 39 million people out of work in this country. Folks that can't afford to put food on their table. No one feels badly for a baseball player that has to collect $2 million instead of $10 million. And they really are coming off lousy here. The owners are coming off lousy. The players are coming off lousy. Now, I don't want baseball anyway. I told you this before. I don't want an asterisk before the season. My Mets will win this whole thing, and no one's going to care about it. I don't really want it. Bring it back in 2021. Give me 162 games when the stats count and then the standings count. I could do without it. But the way they're going about this, the billionaire owners and the millionaire players, is so disgusting when you consider the amount of people who are out of work in this country and struggling to put food on their plates. Nobody wants to hear from Blake Snell or Max Scherzer or Bryce Harper or even Pete Alonso, nobody cares. You're playing a kid's game. You get way too much money to begin with. Suck it up. Play a couple of months for a prorated salary. Whatever they want to offer you, just take it. Make America happy and come back next year and make you hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. Baseball is awful during this time doing what they're doing. Well, the, the message is awful because how many small businesses have, have been affected by this, right? And I tell people every person, 
every major league baseball player, if they were to consider themselves a small business, uh, tell me that there aren't 800 small business owners that would love to be part of a group that tells them, listen, this year you're going to break even, but we're going to save your business and your profits are going to continue to be the same moving forward, that they wouldn't be signing up. Where do I sign up? Because there's a lot of businesses that have to go out of business. Now, baseball players are a business that don't have to go out of business because once they get back to normal, they'll be playing baseball again. But what kind of public sentiment can you be promoting by taking the position that you're taking when all the other sports are, like, dying to get back on the field? It just seems uh, very contrived. It is bad, and, and that's why I put up a, a message on Twitter Saturday morning. You go back and see it, so you know I'm not lying to you. Look at my timeline. Early Saturday morning, at Sid Rosenberg on Twitter. I ripped Major League Baseball for what you and I just talked about. I ripped the NBA for what you and I just talked about. And I ripped the Football League for Drew Brees for that ridiculous apology, which is not sincere. Never should have done it. Uh, Roger Goodell, who was just a complete joke, he goes out and admits, listen, if not for black people, we wouldn't have an NFL. He's right. 90% of the league is black, so that means you're going to kowtow and pander and whatever they say you're going you're gonna to agree with. Colin mm-hmm. Kaepernick, it's okay that Colin Kaepernick show up to practice one day for the 49ers wearing a pair of socks with pigs dressed as cops. You know, I was on uh, our friend Tony Collada huge show the other day down in Miami, and his buddy there, AC, is on the air with him. And, and, and Omar Kelly from the Miami Herald sent me a tweet on Saturday which said, Sid, no matter what you think, Colin Kaepernick is the modern-day Martin Luther King. I go, really? He's the modern-day Martin Luther King. You think Martin Luther King would walk outside with a pair of socks on? With, with, with pigs dressed as cops, or, or Martin Luther King would go down to Miami for a Dolphin tryout and wear, and wear a pro-Castro T-shirt. You think Martin Luther King would do that? The fact that Omar Kelly and these folks are okay comparing Colin Kaepernick to Martin Luther King really goes to show you, A, how ignorant people are today, B, how stupid people are today, and C, how they're just longing for a hero. Colin Kaepernick is, is a joke. He did it because his girlfriend wanted him to do it, and he's had a couple of hateful appearances along the way. So you combine that, him, Goodell, and Drew Brees. Right now, there's not one sport outside of hockey I want to watch. The NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, you can have it. They've all become political messes. They've all become loudmouths and jerks. They're, a lot of them are ignorant and stupid, and I don't need it. I, I've been perfectly okay the last couple of months without sports. I've missed it. I'm not going to lie. I've missed it, but my life is fine. You know what I'm saying? I've got a job. My wife is okay. My kids are okay. I find a way to keep myself busy. You can have it. it it's gone from where sports was a complete escape to now sports. is like watching MSNBC. No thanks. <laughs> Sid Rosenberg joining us here on Good Morning Amigo. I, I have noticed one thing, and that is that uh, there's some disarray in New York from the mayor down to the police department and some stuff going on. I wanted to get your thoughts on, on that. I know you've been pretty vocal about it, but uh, there's some stuff going down, and I wanted to get your take on it. Well, we don't know yet. Uh, a lot of rumors that I did tweet last night about a possible resignation from the police commissioner, chief of detectives, up and down the line. Look, this, there's no, uh, this is no secret. The, uh, the men and women in blue in this city hate Bill de Blasio, the mayor. Uh, he has uh, been, A, the worst mayor in the, in the history of the city, but also a guy that has, has turned his back on the cops time and time again, has been critical of the cops time and time again. And uh, does not take the cops' backs, which for the mayor is ridiculous. That, that's his number one job. The governor is no better, by the way, sitting up there in Albany and Buffalo, New York, miles and miles away, hundreds of miles away from New York City. He also is quick to blame the cops. You've got a governor in this state and a mayor in this state that don't back the cops. They back the rioters. They back the protesters. They're proud of these kids. They really sound like, like, like communists and morons, and they bash the cops. So uh, the cops are very upset. That I know for a fact. There were some rumors some guys are about to resign last night. Uh, that has not happened as of today, but 
I can't tell you whether that's going to happen or not, but I can tell you this. To a man, the men and women in blue in this city, which 99.99% are great people and wake up every morning to protect us, they can't stand the mayor and or the governor, and neither can I. Um, that's what seems to be the sentiment. And, of course, my only perspective, unfortunately, uh, my family's moved to Jersey, kind of, so it's what I really see on Twitter that I, that I get to learn from. But I've also noticed that, you know, day in, day out, the governor is in front of a camera and he's speaking. And I know that there's days he takes a bludgeoning and then there's days he's the most loved guy in America. Um, I don't know. Is, 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 is there a problem with him? I think he's done a good job, but sometimes he said blah, blah when he could have just nah, said blah. No, no, no. He's done he's, he's a terrible job. Look, the fact is you've got a lot of people on the streets here in New York City, right across the street here at the Hotel Pennsylvania. They are criminals. Uh, Andrew Cuomo introduced the criminal bail reform where criminals get out. I mean, you could go out last week and you could break windows and steal televisions because you knew full well, based upon Governor Cuomo's bill, you were getting out the very next day. So we've got criminals all over walking the streets of New York City that the governor's bill will not have these people stay in jail. That, that is as bad as it gets. He also made the uh, brilliant decision to put sick people back in nursing homes and 6,000 elderly people died here in New York. Uh, he's also, like I said, back the rioters and the antifas and the and the antagonizers and, and not the cops. So uh, there was a time about a month and a half ago where even people like me were like, wow, this guy sounds presidential. He actually, uh, I, mean, I hate to admit this, but I'm starting to like the guy a little bit. But that was gone maybe five, six weeks ago. Now most people, uh, I know Republicans and conservatives hate his guts, and I think some Democrats too. So uh, he is more liked than de Blasio, but what is that really saying? I mean, de Blasio is the most hated politician in my lifetime and 53 years on this planet. But Andrew Cuomo is running a close second. Don't kid yourself. A lot of people up here have turned their backs on him, and deservedly so. Are people in New York getting frustrated? I mean, obviously, all over the country, this situation with COVID has had a lot of people, you know, up in arms, so to speak. But New York did have the highest concentration of cases. And, and I think New Yorkers serve more time in quarantine than anybody in any city in America. Uh, my question is, could that kind of lend to some of the stuff that's escalated, whether it's the the not-so-peaceful protesting and some of the situations, including, you know, uh, I guess we saw what happened over the weekend with habeas corpus in New York as well. Yeah, and I don't think so. I know people are talking about people being cooped up and just they couldn't wait to get out and cause some havoc. I think that, you know, a lot of these folks that caused uh, the majority of this damage were paid people like George Soros and Antifa, and, and had nothing to do with the COVID in New York City. They were just waiting and waiting and waiting for the next opportunity, and the death of George Floyd provided that. I mean, people are frustrated here. There's no doubt about it. Depends where you live. I live on the Upper West Side. These people are still wearing masks outside. They look like idiots. You know, they're still biting, buying into the whole thing. I, mean, I said six weeks ago this thing was over, and it was. You know, 150 deaths in the city. You can't shut down a an economy in New York City for 150 deaths. I'm sorry. Like I said over and over again, keep the old people inside. Keep the vulnerable people inside. Let's go back to work. That should have been the case two months ago. Now nobody dies. They went from, I mean, they went from, you know, let, let's try to limit the amount of deaths. Now there are zero deaths. And we're still not fully open here in New York City, which makes absolutely no sense. So, you know, look, I think people are frustrated. Uh, I think people are ready to get back to work. I think people want to resume their, uh, their normal lives. And uh, hopefully we get to that real soon. Phase one is not good enough. Brother, I, uh, I keep telling you I miss you, man. And as we get more normal, the day that I have to go back to New York, it gets closer and closer. I don't think it'll be in the summer. I think it'll be a few months still. But last time I missed you, I think we just got busy. 
uh, for sure next time I, I plan on seeing you. And hopefully we can talk again. We, you come on just about every week with me, and I appreciate that. Uh, thank you for the perspective because it seemed like there was a little chaos going on, and uh, I, I certainly was like, wow, I want to get Sid's perspective on this. Uh, and I well, you know what, Larry? The, the, you know, the, the mob is taking over America, and there's a lot of white people that uh, – I don't know if it's because they feel guilty that they're white or they're pandering or they just – they don't want to get people angry. I don't know, but you know, I'm telling you the truth that it was it was a shame that George Floyd died. Uh, I've had enough of it already. It's been two weeks already. Whatever it is, guy, you know, he, he was murdered. It was a horrible thing. I don't care if all four of those cops got the electric chair, but to burn down our country and to have all these, you know, yelling and screaming and I want reparations and I want this and I want that over the death of George Floyd. When last year the the actual statistic is ten, just ten. Unarmed black people were killed by cops. Ten, not 500, not 1,000, not a million. You would think thousands of people get murdered every day in this city uh, all across the country by cops. It is such a joke. Look at the statistics. They are what they are. Ten got killed last week, by, uh, last year by cops. Let's stop the nonsense and everybody move on. Find a way to get along. Fine. You want to have political meetings? You want to have uh, pastors sit with political leaders? I'm all fine with all of that. But stop lying. Stop exaggerating. Stop setting our cities on fire. Because the truth is there is zero evidence of systematic racism anywhere in this country. And I got to say that because if I don't, you're going to believe MSNBC and CNN and Channel 2 and Channel 10 and all the folks out there that are pandering right now to a cause that shouldn't really exist. Yes, and that's the one thing that concerns me is the message that we're getting from our media. That does that does resonate in my head, for what anything could, what anyone could ever feel about anyone who's at the head, at the helm here uh, at the United in the United States. The one thing that he does speak many many truths about is that that, that media is so dastardly. They're weird, and I don't I don't like the message they're conveying. I, I like to kind of see. Well, it they're for not myself. weird. They're, they're evil. They're, they're, yeah. they have, they're, they're evil. They have one one plan in mind, and that is to get Joe Biden in office in November. And whether people have to die from a from a uh, virus or there's a Great Depression because of an economic shutdown, uh, whether they have to promote a, a cause like this, which again is being completely exaggerated, they'll do any of that stuff, any of that any of that stuff to make sure that our country's in chaos and Donald Trump doesn't win again in November. I will tell them this: they tried the same thing in 1968. And the law and order president, Richard Nixon, won, and Donald Trump's going to win again. So they can continue their nonsense every day, the media and all the racists in this country. But Donald Trump is going to win again. Write that down right now. I'm writing it down, and we'll talk again sometime next week. I hope you stay safe, brother, but of course you stay safe. You're the man, okay. bro. I love you, bro. I love you more, Larry and Millian. Keep up the great work. You're doing a tremendous job. I love you. Thank you. Thank you so much, my brother. I'll talk soon. Sid Rosenberg joining us here on the show. I love having him on, Frank. He's really candid, man. It's just, you know, it, and, and I touched on so many things, and I'm not going to tell you how many I agreed, how many disagreed. I'm going to tell you I agreed with a lot more than what I disagreed with. Straight up. But whatever. I think the number was wrong about the unarmed, but I think he was inaccurate with that. But whatever. It's easy for me to judge after the fact. Coming up next here on Slam Radio, my pride and joy. The youth hits the airwaves post graduation with a couple of our uh, couple of our graduates still on. Perfect opportunity for me to take a few minutes in the show right at the beginning to disrupt Amanda's groove and speak my mind. More importantly. Speak to those two young ladies who proudly graduated on Friday. Made me very proud. Um, it's just awkward 
uh, when nine of your top ten greatest graduates from Slam Radio graduated on Friday. Take a tune in as uh, the youth moves times now from 11 to noon every day here on Slam Radio. So when I sign off, they come on. I'll stick around because I just got something to say, if you know what I mean. Shout out to Sid for coming on. Pretty cool first day. Tomorrow, we'll have Commissioner Bobo, Esteban Bobo, as the Holy Cat Lady Chronicles continue. I was asked about them around the building. Apparently, it's becoming quite popular. <laughs> it's getting better and better. It's going to get better and better. I just need everybody to start going to it. Like, I don't know. I haven't really had a viral moment. I'm trying to make this one. I'm not purposely looking for the viral moment. I'm pissed off. These cats, sorry, dump on my lawn the song that's playing behind a sacrilegious. I'm not going to say it, Shay. I could, but I won't. Coldplay wouldn't appreciate that. Ah, So stay tuned to that. Stay tuned here on Slam Radio. Some kids I'm pretty proud of. A couple of them are grown-ups now. I'm sticking around to talk to them, Frank. I got something to tell them. Something I think neither one of them has realized. One of them should have mama listen. It's not the one I live with either, Brianna. <laughs> All right. Um, it wouldn't be good morning, amigo, if I didn't sign off like this. I'm off like a dirty shirt. The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.